Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute. It's the daily podcast in which we analyze Man of Steel by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at NoClutchNate. And I am Raul Vega. I am the showrunner and producer for the upcoming serialized audio drama, Rose Drive. You can find us on all social media at Rose Drive Podcast. And I worked on the soundtrack for Man of Steel. Cool. All righty. And today on Man of Steel, we're talking about number 123. And the minute starts with General Zod um, stating that he is going to make humans suffer. And then the minute ends with Kal-El flying out of a collapsing building. Um, After General Zod kind of shoulder charges Kal-El in the last minute, and then, you know, uh, he says, I'm going to make, I will make them suffer. I will... uh, I forget the line. I don't know why I did that. I don't know why I said I was going to quote something and then I forget the line. Uh, but it goes back to Kal El and he kind of lifts up from the ground. I wish we had uh, the script. I wish we had the script. Yeah, I wish they would public publish it or make it public. Uh, he says, "You're a monster, Zod, and I'm going to stop you." Um, and I remember someone not liking this moment. And Who was I, someone uh, on here. Was it a, a past come, guest? Come forward. <laughs> it was Jacob. Oh, really? Yeah, he was like, <laughs> he was not a fan of that shot because he's like, it just feels so like, okay, there are obviously wires just pulling him up off the ground. Oh, when just, he's lifting up? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, that's, that also someone is me. I've never oh, really... Oh, that's, uh, yeah, it's yeah. also Nate. I thought you were talking about um, when Zod's doing his awesome strut. What are you talking about? No. Anything General anyway. Zod does is fantastic. On, on point. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the whole levitate up, I still, to this day, I'm wary about it. I I, I don't know. It just could have been better. Not like, not so much that it could have been better. It's just like I understand like you need, you're gearing up to be horizontal because you're going to be flying towards him. But what if it just does? Maybe it doesn't seem natural. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's supposed to like I feel like he should have gone more vertical and gone back into another hover, like how he did when he first went over. He should have like and for people who are looking at me, yeah, they see like, it. So just like yeah, go from you know horizontal up to vertical and then to like, back to horizontal again when you like you know charge yeah. charge back and and go. Like why you're... are we critiquing how Superman flies? I don't know. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it just it just it looks like he's planking in the air. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like he's planking, and someone came up to him and just like like twirled his feet a little bit, and he just kind of yeah. rotated. Yeah, I, I get yeah. that. I told I'm I'm with you guys on that. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe it's just like when he when he's he's gotten so good at manipulating the gravity field around him, where he's just like, you know what, I'm just gonna keep on laying. Yep. It's like uh it should be like if you're like swimming in a pool and like you like kind of yeah, exactly. get up and you like but then it was you go just a, Did you see that video of Dolph Lundgren? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's I didn't want to like reference it, but it's Sorry, like yeah, it's like exactly like It's that. like people who are filming Aquaman, you know, 6 years later. <laughs> um but it's like it should be like that cuz like if you're let's say you're in a pool, no one just horizontally unless you're dead and you just <laughs> back up like that. <laughs> um but like yeah, so he he gets up and he says, "You're a monster, Zod, and I'm going to stop you," which yeah. is a very very naive uh, quote. Which, if we're talking about other DC films, seems like another character. Uh, in when it comes to terms of naivety, 
Nayavetti? Nayav- Nayavetti. Yeah, nice try, Nayavetti. <laughs> very Nayavetti character. It's French, Mark. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very very naive uh, kind of mentality. Yeah. So, which really plays into uh, what happens throughout the rest of this week. I do like that we get the contrast between one... I mean, remember, two Kryptonians are about to fight right now. Two mm-hmm. of the most powerful beings in our known universe um are about to you know throw down but the contrast between one that is flying in a horizontal motion and the other one that's charging on the feet like a gorilla like a brute yeah it's so brutish where cal is almost extremely elegant and we yeah we we kind of see that he's it looks like he's got a, a hang of what he's going to be doing but then you know these next couple minutes we 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 still think that like, yeah, he's winning. He's, he's doing it. He's, he's keeping up with Zod. Like he's fighting him. But in reality, it's like, he is doing everything wrong right now. It looks elegant. It looks pretty. He's doing it with finesse, but look at what's happening around him. (laughs) And it's just like the contrast between the two where these two beings can just level this entire planet if they wanted to in just one fight, you know, it's just like you get, he's so poised where Zod is just so angry. Um, oh, I wanted to say, check this out. Uh, it's not that not that big of a deal. But anyway, we saw before in Last Minute when Cal was all feeling sorry for, for Zod, if, if we want to describe it as that. Um, pitying. Pitying, I guess. It's just like he had that, that somber look on his face where he's just like, oh, bummer. Now, with the whole thing, with the, with the quote, um, you know, you're a monster, I'm going to stop you. Like, that one shoulder charge of, like, the attack completely changed his view on it. Like, it's oh, just, yeah. oh, my God, like, now I got to fight you. Like, oh, I'm hitting you now. Yeah. yeah. Immediately sets him into a rage. Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely think there's a there's a big difference in their, in their fighting styles where it's like you could say, uh, although Superman is so, like, aesthetically pleasing, mm-hmm. like, uh, General Zod is all practicality when it comes to fighting. And it's oh, like yeah, they, and that's what the difference is. Yeah. But. He's from the streets, man. Yes. <laughs> he is from the streets. Uh, the streets of Kandor. But, like, I mean, his entrance, though, the, you know, when he's talking about killing all the humans and he's doing that awesome walk, he's just so intimidating. I love the, the gorilla, like, like, aspect of it yeah, yeah just like when gotta, he's as he's charging through and then like that armor is just massive yeah so you gotta be able to work with it i'm a fan of that armor too so mm-hmm. uh yeah they do they charge at each other and they collide and it, and it generates this massive shockwave right in the center of uh what i'm calling ground zero basically of this mm-hmm. black zero event uh ground black zero but- and uh <laughs> so it creates this massive shockwave which it looks it just looks really intense it's really crazy um and it sends Kal-El flying off into the distance so you like he goes through um a destroyed building uh and then later in the, like he crashes through a building that hasn't been destroyed yet um but he, he crashes through a window mm-hmm. is and, this when he does the uh, yeah, is that what yeah, I'm saying? yeah but like what i thought was really interesting is before uh, he crashes into the building. Like he has like a silhouette of him right before he crashes through the window. Oh yeah, it shows it on the window. Yeah, like you can see him coming. Mm-hmm. You, like everything looks nice and organized in the office, uh, and then you see his silhouette coming through, and he breaks through the window. And I almost kind of felt like that was 
uh, it kind of parallels something in Dawn of Justice with another superhero with its silhouette crashing through the window. Oh, yeah. I won't, you know, I don't want to skip far ahead, but yeah, it just seemed like... It really does, because yeah. that one is an entrance, and this one is uh, not so much an entrance, but that's it's like he's getting hit, and this yeah, one's like he's coming attacked. through. Yeah, it's like you see you. the silhouette, yeah. you see it coming, it breaks through the window, and then it enters into the the shot. So mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool, and I just wanted to make that parallel, so... Um, I I, I was going to say leading up to this, um, and I don't know if it was yesterday or or the other, we were were talking about, you know, the thematic content of like the percussion and the, the, the rhythms, um, Mm -hmm. this is clearly starting to gear up to something pretty, pretty intense. And I think one of the, one of the cool landing moments you hear in the music right after I'm jumping back a couple seconds, it says you're a monster. Um, right as they charge, you hear the percussion just really start to roar up. And the second they make contact with each other, it's like, you hear those really dirty brass, uh, you know, rips that are just like attacking and, and the drums are louder than they've ever been so far. Um, and that's that's obviously like really really great timing, but it also kind of kicks you off to the next several scenes of kind of what's going on in the scene. And um, it was cool, man. Like I, 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 this ensemble was a massive massive drum ensemble. Um, it was a multi percussive ensemble per person. There were about I think ten or twelve players, including. Oh gosh, uh, Jason Bonham, uh, Sheila E, Tospanos, um, Pharrell Williams, I think was on some of those sessions. So, and each person had their own drum kit. They had their own group of instruments. It's not like they were all just playing like, you know, like a regular rock drum One kit. Drum, yeah. yeah, they all they all had this combination of several drums that they were just going crazy over. So you, you get this huge mass of sound. Um, which I think in this situation totally works. Um, and it's, it's, it's insane because the, the, um, the chemistry between all the musicians and them playing together and what you see on screen, I mean, it's, it's, you can't divide it. It's just one strong unit. Um, and I think I just, I, I thought that kind of helped visually when you're seeing the fight scene, you know, which is more than just a fight scene. You just, you hear those gorilla charging drums of Zod you know, that are just going at it. They're very tribal in nature. They're very, you know, aggressive and raw and, and there's unity to it. There's, there's form to it, but you know, it's, it's not like this just beating on a drum kit. You've got these really animalistic uh, colors and textures that are just screaming at you both visually and with the music. So yeah, no, that's that's. Hey, man, I'm taking it. I'm putting them in my pocket. I'm still every day. Uh, this is like we have referenced the soundtrack and and everything in this movie so many times, and we cannot like I still can't get over it. I still got it on my on my iPod. I, I run to it, man. Yeah, it's, it's great workout it's, music. It's powerful. It's so it's inspiring. It really is. Every song is is amazing. Like it's just it makes you. I don't know. I'm a sucker for Superman being that shining gleam of, gleam of, of hope in it. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. The music fits perfectly <laughs> with it. I'll be honest. Uh, I do this. Well, I also do this with uh, Game of Thrones as well. But if because uh, I have the first five Game of Thrones books, and when I read Superman books, I will play yeah. the soundtracks as I read, and like have my ear headphones in as I read, and it like 
puts you in the world. You, you just, yeah, you, yeah it just gets you uh, full of energy. And I, I can, from the way you described like the process of, of designing those, those sounds, it's like you can literally feel the energy yeah. as people are, are performing. And, and that's the beauty of it. So like, it's nice to see it translate into the film. So like when you get this moment, it's just like, I'm, I'm feeling it. You yeah, know, it's, yeah. it's great. Puts so. you in that world, man. Totally. We do get the start of all the all the damage. Yeah, well, so, uh, you know, after Kalo crashes into the building, then General Zod enters. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, and, like, this kind of, like, really, like, primate kind of, yeah. like, movie, like, just jumps in. And, and Which, uh, you didn't really get that before when he was even fighting Jor-El. And Jor-El had armor on, too. Yeah, but they were, they were fighting, I don't know, it was just more... They were they had weapons and and capes and cloaks and armor and it just felt Should more we have like expected a, a more gorilla vibe from Namek. Did we get a gorilla? Yeah, vibe we did. From Namek? Was yeah. he? Was he? It's exactly how he was, was he in charging? his way of yeah. his like charging up and to attack the fighter jets and whatnot. Like yeah. he was very very much like that. Um, but my question here is like, so General Zod enters the building. Um, do we want to talk about what building this is? <laughs> I don't know. I'm torn between the uh, the the idea of of wanting to think that because we can't we've gotten this far and we've referenced it so many times. Um, it's hard to to say that it we we don't know what happens and we don't know the other side of what's going on spectator wise. Okay, will. so we'll, okay, we could save it. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's it's really hard, man. <laughs> so, uh, keep, yeah, keep this building in mind because uh, we'll see it again in another film. Mm-hmm. But so this uh, this uh, he gets before we we saw Zod when he went to the scout ship at first. He took the helmet off and he started. When to he was like honing the, the senses, yeah, he started and to get it. This seems like he's almost he he like has to do it again, or is he just channeling the heat vision now? I think he's that's what my question was going to be is like he's so is it because he's so angry and so uh he lost the control out of, like he has no control right now that the heat vision does take over or or like what was he trying to I do don't think he was vision? trying to use it maybe he I think the way I, I, what did I write down I felt like I wrote down something decent um decent. he was he was taking <laughs> in all the new senses all at once, uh, I, I kind of, that's not true, because he was taking in all the other senses, like the, the hearing and all that stuff when he was on the scout ship. Anyway, and maybe it's just the vision vision spectrum ones, but he was taking them all at once, I think, to like get it out of the way so that he could be on the same level as Cal in this fight. You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. it's like, let me just go. I need to like button mash everything right now, all of my superpowers under this yellow sun and like see what happens. And that's why you get like this giant, massive napalm eye beams that are coming out and it's like that's like you know that's heat vision turned up to 11 for for zod so. yeah you um, know what i mean i think it's so he's trying to get on the same level as cal so he can actually fight him he hasn't not, you seen know, heat him. vision since like he never saw heat vision before even when he honed his abilities in the scout ship he never saw heat vision until cal comes through his scout ship and like yeah, and then laser and then, beams the yeah. the, the, the chair. Him. Yeah, literally dethrones him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like that's when he was probably like, "I want that heat vision." <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And then he's, I mean, he realizes like puny, puny little, little, yeah. little puny little, god little beams. That's oh, another that's movie. Good. Yeah, little <laughs> beams coming out. But then, 
I I love that they made it a point to have like a difference in the heat vision. You know what I mean? It's like I'm used to 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 Cal's, you know, direct beams and then, you know, they almost mimic you know, just it's just like classic like, you know, laser eyes kind of deal, but then Zod gets just violent I, I ones. I can only describe it as napalm. Yeah. 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 It's just amazing. Do you have any thoughts? No, I mean, you just you kind of took all the words out of my mouth, man. It's just true. This it's it's, it's <laughs> just it's just very no no is is perfect. I'm just, I'm sitting over here like a fool, just like nodding, like yes, totally. Uh, uh, no, I mean there is definitely like rage and and there's there's violence behind it. I mean, there's nothing about that that is controlled in the sense of like I need to be careful of where I'm going. That's just that is just pure destruction. Um, and I remember even watching it the first time being like, damn, that looks really painful. Like, is he okay? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, For like, real. oh man. So yeah, no, it's, 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 I think again, it just kind of goes back to this very strong difference between, you know, Cal who's, who's clearly more, you know, controlled and wants to be more finesse and, and clean and versus this very just like animalistic, uh, raw, aggression that just i mean there's no taming it that you see in 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 zod um that's all stemming from pain right it's all stemming from pain i guess so yeah it has to it's like it's just it's just him suffering in more ways than one like obviously right off the bat we're like okay that looks like he's he's suffering with the heat vision but it's like the whole you know the monologue the speech he had in the last minute him on his knees and on monday like like this dude the whole fight is fueled by uh anger hate and suffering you know as good old star wars uh mentality so he's just he's he's suffering and but i i love um i love the the real kind of wincing pain right at the end of his kind of heat vision moment mm-hmm. where he it's like he's just struggling to to make it stop almost yeah and it's like it's it's like a it's a almost like blood curdling scream of like it's so i don't even know what that feels like i, I don't know what that would feel like but that that's incredible you know, cal did kind of something similar when when um Feora and Namek had him pinned to the ground in Battle of Kansas and he used heat vision on on the hand on on Feora's hand mm-hmm. he he screamed out in I guess agony. I, we, I've got to assume that heat vision's got to hurt at some point when you use yeah. it to a certain, uh, what do you call it, amplitude? No. Does that mean like Kalo could have heat vision like that if he really just let go? I want to say yeah, but like it's almost like it seems like they've made the difference in Zod's just so it's like we're aware that it's like it's it's almost like you know having a fighting character use the same powers but they change the color like or, a clone yeah it's like having a different skin you know what i mean yeah um so like it's supposed to i think i feel like it's supposed to be like oh well this is zod's heat vision but i like to think that if cal did just let go and let it just kind of just fl- you know all out destroy everything it could be which one do you guys prefer do you guys have a preference uh, i like regular yeah i mean i'd say the same but yeah, it's just, like just Kal-El's it's, like straight Yeah, just because it's like beams, just because, I don't know, it's it's aesthetically pleasing. It's just what I was raised with. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's tradition. <laughs> I was raised with heat vision, so. That's yeah, the only heat I vision I know. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I I like that that we got to see a different side of it. And, you know, 
make it giant fire. I'm on yeah, board. just like this rippling, wavy, just yeah. Like, I think there's no better way to describe it but napalm. Like I told you, yeah. I think it's a good way to describe it, Nate. Good job. Yeah, I don't uh, <laughs> that's my con- contribution to this entire podcast. Yeah, there you Quitting. go. <laughs> so yeah, and with all this uh, heat vision, it. it, it breaks the building the building is starting to collapse on itself uh and general zod's like uh oh shit like it's yeah they both look at like oh oh man i guess so it hit support beams of some kind i guess i i know that we oh we try you want to talk talk about how buildings crash oh okay is that what you're trying to do well we got closer a couple episodes ago um so when do what am I trying to, to see say? Vision so melt wanna... steel beams. <laughs> so we see that in 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 the next movie, the this building, the outside of it. Yeah, yeah. So it's clearly. I don't. I, I'm. I'm just trying to trying to think. I guess it. it yeah. No. It, right. It kind of like like. Uh, I'm just like talking. I'm just. You're like how the it lumberjacks. You know what I mean? It like uh, cuts like a. It timbers. How do, you, how do you? Yeah. How do you explain that? <laughs> you cut it at an angle. It's like he like uses the heat vision at like some sort of angle, and it causes like the entire building to fall down. Yeah, that's like that. That's what he did. He cut. How do you the support beams from one side so that it, it the weight shifts, and and crashes and and bends. Take notes. It's on like a Jenga buildings. tower. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Reference board games, and I got it. Yeah. Uh, so that's exactly what happens. Um, but that's all I had for this minute. Yeah, no, what about you guys? Even, I didn't even know. Yeah. I was. I felt like I had a question at the last second there, but it was. It's lost. Done. <laughs> I'm good. I think that's <laughs> Cool. All righty. We're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. Uh, if you enjoyed everything you heard from us, definitely check us out on iTunes. If you leave us a great five-star review, we definitely will read those out over the podcast. Uh, Nate and I also do another Movies by Minute podcast. It's called Tarantino Minute, and right now we're going through Reservoir Dogs one minute at a time, so you can definitely catch that as well. And then Raul Vega also does, um, wow, Vega, Vic Vega, Vincent Vega, Raul yeah, Vega. It's a connection, man. Raul Vega's here. You guys know each other? Uh, we may be related. There may have been Are a you movie, in Los Angeles? There may have been a movie called The Vega Brothers at some point that just didn't get, and I, I just couldn't make it to the, I mean, it was, no. Yeah. <laughs> Sad. Uh, but also check out Raul Vega's uh, Rose Drive. Rose Drive. Uh, you can find it on all social media. Mm-hmm. Cool. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.